Welcome to the Scream Sisters podcast, Women Who Love Horror. We're all just misfits and us. We're running around the city at night, underneath the city lights, whoa yeah. Okay. Hi, this is Misty from the Scream Sisters, and... I'd like to um, have an official announcement that we are now officially part of the Dorking Network. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. We all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, Delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. (laughs) With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. So this is our first show, and I have my cohort in crime, Hansi, who is also pretty new to the Scream Sisters, and she is absolutely awesome. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And this is kind of a a new feature. Um, We've always talked about movies, but I kind of want to introduce a new feature that we're going to be doing, which is the Scream Sisters movie of the month okay so for this month i decided on a movie called the special (laughs) and it was special (laughs) yes it was very special yeah it was directed by b harrison smith who was famous for camp dread and death house i I love death house death house House was like the like um Oh, what was that movie that had all the uh, famous actors? Yeah, it had all the cameos. But you know, yeah, it had all like the horror your... cameos, like uh, Kane Hodder and Barbara Cramden and Felicia Rose. Felicia she was, Rose. She was um, assistant director on um, the and this one. Tony Todd and like lots of people. Better budget, but uh, she was the assistant director <clears throat> on the special. So shout out to our uh, sister, Phyllis Rose. Phyllis Rose, oh, who will one day be on the show. Yeah, yeah, she's busy. I am crossing my fingers right now. She's got kids. Her husband's a musician. He tours. She she works her ass off, you know. She's really busy. Yeah, when cons start happening again. Oh, I miss cons. Um, When cons start happening again, I I will hopefully narrow her down and, and get her. Yeah, like, you know, if you, if you get to her, you can talk to her in the face, it's easier than to just send, you know, I mean, she was, she was going to do the panels in horror we did for New York City Film Festival, Horror Film Festival, but um, she was on set, and so I had someone else operating the links for that, and they, she couldn't, they couldn't get it together to get her, oh. you know. But, yeah, she's with a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, and she's really sweet, she's really sweet. 
Yeah, she oh she's adorable. I mean, like I met her the, my my friend introduced us and she just like grabbed me and hugged me. <laughs> yeah, like, and we bonded over our New York accents. We oh, recognize each other as <laughs> Yeah, because we're both like the loudest broads in the room. <laughs> I probably lost some of my New York accents since I've been living in Boston since two thousand and one. So there I, I, you know it's because the boston accent is such a specific accent too yeah i don't really have the boston accent but anyway the special um so what, what, what did you love about it um i love the uniqueness about it it was basically i don't know how to describe it well um i, I think it was a lot like a hen and leather film um but on a somber tone so like basket case and um, um, brain damage. It reminded me very much of those both those kind of films, but a much more somber, less um, yeah, Romaville kind of tone. Yeah, it, it's not for the weak-hearted. It's a WTF movie. <laughs> it really is because it's. I mean, it's basically a guy who's in a complicated relationship with his wife. In a box. <laughs> yeah, and he's out with his friend. And don't tell the story. Don't yeah. tell the plot. Well, I don't want to tell the plot, but I mean, it, it's a guy I'm, who's married to Sarah French. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't understand how you can be in a complicated relationship with somebody as gorgeous as Sarah French. And want a box. And want a box. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys well, might hear in the background a meow, 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 meow. I locked out my cat. <laughs> so um, let's talk a little about the guests we're having on tonight. Um, we have two musicians, right? Yeah. Oh, and, and just um, oh, to let you and, know, and just Dean, going back to the special... Us. It's available on Amazon Prime. Okay, let me bring Andy Dean in. Okay. Um, oh, there Andy, he is. hi. He's connecting to audio. Um, okay. Um, we are doing essentially horror music. There he is. Um, hey, Andy. We have... <laughs> we basically have um, two, uh, pe two people from bands that have very horror influences. Give one sec. Let's just make sure Andy can hear us and we can hear him. I got you. <laughs> Hi, Andy. Okay. Hey. Andy, so, this is Hansi, my cohort in crime. Hi. So uh, which is the band that you're in? He's in so Bella my, Morte. And oh, okay. The Ring Within is my current main act. Okay. So um, there are two things I noticed. Well, let's stood out to me when I was reading your bio. Um, one, that you've done some work with Voltaire. Well, yeah, we haven't like done songs together, but we did a full U.S. tour together and known him for years and years. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, he was my um, stop motion teacher at film school in like 1995. Oh, that's and, very cool. It took me the entire semester to build just the model. Like I didn't build a set. I didn't shoot a frame. I just built the model. And right, right. Him, and it's like, you know, Collie and 10 arms and he's like Harry has and he's, he's brilliant. He is brilliant. <laughs> I'd love to have him on the show. I really would. Get him. Yeah, yeah, I will. I, I'll, I'm I will relentless. ask him. 
He's, he's hysterical. I love him. <laughs> and the other thing I noted was uh, you're a, you play at Dragon Con, right? You've done this. Yeah, I've done Dragon Con many, many times. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that's, that's always such a good time. I've been to one Dragon Con. <laughs> that's it. I hope it comes back. I, I, I plan on going to a Dragon Con, definitely. Yeah. I got like, yeah, six costumes I made during, you know, quarantine. Like, I have yeah. to somewhere to wear them. <laughs> I've been playing Dragon Con so long that when we first played it, it was in one hotel. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. It, was, it was that much smaller. Yeah. yeah. When I went to Dragon Con, it was in one hotel because it was, like, in the 90s or something. Now days. it's like all of downtown Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. No, it's, it's it's insane. It's they had Christopher Lambert when I was there. Yeah. It's, Everyone no goes now, pretty like, much. Yeah. yeah. There's no other con like it. It's, she didn't get in, did she? Also, 24 hour program. Sorry, I'm looking for my cat. <laughs> I locked her out. <laughs> I locked her out because she was chasing after her ball. Whenever she chases after her ball, she starts going. Rawr! Yeah. So, uh, what are you working on these days? So, well, me, my... I was gonna uh, try and just tell them about the band, but I guess Andy can do that. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> well, right now, I just finished up my new uh, The Ring Within album, and uh, like, finally the track order is set, everything like that. I've got to work on the uh, cover art next, but the album's gonna be called uh, Horror Show, and it's coming out from uh, Negative Game Production sometime later this year. Cool. Fitting yeah, enough? What now? This, fitting enough for the show, horror show? Yes, yes. My horror influences are like I'm wearing them on my sleeve on this album yes. more than I ever have. Yes, Andy horror. and I have talked horror a, a little bit. So we oh, geeked yeah. out a little bit. When I interviewed him years ago, we geeked out. Oh yeah, that's my, still my jam. Yeah, I interviewed you for uh, Carpe Noctum years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. That's the first time we met. But I wrote a little little thing, so let me let me talk about it. Fire well, away. Um, Bella Morte is a gothic band formed in 1996 in Charlottesville, Virginia. They are a mix of elements of metal, dark wave, death rock, alternative, and synth pop. The band band name means beautiful death in Italian. Andy Dean, who we have tonight, is lead singer. He's a huge horror fan and a horror writer. And I just found out that there's a trauma video that, that um, in the dirt. I just watched it. Oh, my God. I was so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Directed and uh, filmed by Lloyd Kaufman himself. Really great oh, guy. Lloyd. I didn't know that. I was going for your videos, and I was just like, holy shit. I can say holy shit on my show, I Are think. Oh, yeah. Are you expecting a Donna Lynch scale? Um, I'll message her. She should. She's yeah. She's here. I'm oh, just like, are you expecting her? I'll let her. Yeah. In. Oh, there better <laughs> be some Donna. Donna is from Ego. Yeah, Ego Likeness. Yes. Okay. The beautiful Donna Lynch. Hi Donna. I'm Hansi. <laughs> Hi Donna. Nice to meet you. Donna Lynch is from Ego Likeness. They are an industrial. Rock band from Baltimore, Maryland, Baltimore. formed in with um, with Donna and Stephen Archer in 1999, and they have songs like "Burn Witch Burn," "New Legion," "Breedless," um, plus they're horror writers and artists, and I just figured that they would make a great fit for the show. 
Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I was against it, but <laughs> you weren't. Stop that. I was too. Like, what the fuck, Gail? Like, drag us all out here in the middle of the night. Like, I, I would always want to. I always wanted to have Donna on the show, and you, Andy. <laughs> Sent me a uh, message saying, "I love you guys." Climate change, like it was the complete. <laughs> Oh, I see Steven, but I can't see his bobbing hair. Yeah. I love his bobbing hair. When he bobs around and the music. My hair could bob now because I need a haircut really bad. So, previously, we were discussing the special. Have either of you guys seen that film yet? The Which one? The special? The special. No. It's on Amazon Prime. It's a, it's a WTF movie. Yeah. Well, it's weird as hell. It's like it's a, on Amazon Prime. It's like it, a it, more serious Hen and Mother film. Huh. It was directed yeah, by Harry. It. <laughs> it's even possible, yeah. It's it's really it's cool. Fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me start off with a question that we ask everybody. What is uh what is your favorite scary movie? Mm. Uh for me it would be um uh, the French original version of Martyrs, directed by Pascal Logier. I hope I'm pronouncing that name something close to correctly, but uh, <laughs> it's a mix of like art house, a mix of brutality. The film has two modes, like it shifts modes. The ending is, it's one of those films that uh, leaves you thinking for weeks and weeks and weeks, and that's yep. that's that's the best for me, and that movie has like it's I can watch it over and over and over. I never get tired of it. I've never actually seen it. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a very good one. The US remake, avoid. I've yeah. seen that actually. <laughs> it's the only one I've been able to find. Yeah, yeah, it's tougher. I I bought the Blu-ray while it was available for a short time just because I was worried about it disappearing. Okay, Donna. Well, I could I could lie and come up with something really intense and serious, but the truth is, it's The Lost Boys. It's it's been my favorite horror movie since 1987. <laughs> Nothing wrong with movie. that. Yeah, it's a great film. It stands up too. You know, I mean, I I love the mix of comedy and horror. I'm always a big yeah. fan when they do that. You it's know, a, it's it's probably on my top ten. Yeah. Well, top 100. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. My favorites are um, I love the '80s stuff, you know, because that's the stuff I grew up on, and you know, John Waters stuff, you know, made me want to be a filmmaker. So I saw a lot of the early No New York stuff, you know, Richard Kern and all that crazy shit. Um, so I love some of the early stuff, like Liquid Sky, and oh, nice. you know, that might be not considered maybe horror, but like weird cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, uh, I would definitely throw that in the cult category. Yeah, yeah. Wild Zero, another one. Um, you know, a Deathgasm, I fucking love. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the movie's got a it's, a, it's got a dildo fight in it, so, you know. <laughs> when I toured Tromoville, they had the dick from, um, it's like this, it's like six feet big, um, from, I think it was Klaus and Newcomb High? I'm not I know what you're talking about. That clip always comes up, but I can't. I don't know which movie it's but, from. So, like, I'm I'm touring the facility. I'm shooting it, you know. And there's this huge fucking dick, which of course I'm not gonna not shoot. You know, it's like I'm like 
this is great. And I'm like putting my hand against it like for size. And, um, and then I'm like, why is it sticky? And like, they're like, oh, it's just old blood. I'm like, promise that's, me. <laughs> that's what they all say. <laughs> oh, you can see my little Hellraiser poster of him back there. Yes, I love it. I have to put it up. I haven't figured out where yet. But it's like my studio is a work in progress. Always. It's a fabric poster, actually. Right. Oh, cool. Um, my favorites are um, Evil Dead. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I take back all my answers. Now. I say Evil Deads, but not um this. I like the remake, but it's not included there. Oh fuck. Oh, see, I love that remake. Like I, I, I am, do love it, but it's I not love it. included. My big thing is, like, I don't mind a little bit of, uh, like, like Evil Dead 1, the original, I love it. And I don't mind a little comedy in my horror, but my favorite horror is when it is grim serious. There is not a moment of levity, and everything is heavy, dark, and depressing. And that is my favorite, and I thought okay. the new Evil Dead really captured that sense of, like, just absolute dread without trampling on the originals to even like put the buick you know they always have you know yes and i i love that i I love that they didn't trample on it they didn't like recast the new ash or anything um i I thought it was brilliant nobody can replace bruce nope nope that's that would that's that would be a failed experiment they they tried that with han solo we saw how that went yeah yeah but I, it was funny because I rewatched um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 74 for the first time since I had seen it in the Grindhouse in like 76 in a double feature with um, Torso and was completely traumatized. <laughs> I came out of the theater because I'm like, I'd just been like beaten by bats for hours, you know, and I never watched it again fully through until like last night. And I watched it. And I'm like, you know, this really holds up as an art picture. Yes, it's beautiful. The lack of a any real heavy soundtrack influence makes the movie feel like a, like reality. It's a great it film. Has, it has to be one of the scariest movies ever made, honestly. Like, just because they didn't, yeah, they, they didn't try to use all of the the normal stuff. Like, like you said, like the lack of soundtrack, like there's just, it's very quiet. And it's just so simple. Yes. And like, there's just nothing about, you know, that's the thing. I think it looks so real that you don't have that sense of safety that you get with really, um, you over know, the top kind of gore. Right. When it's something that looks like, you know, footage, you know, from the time period, like it just, yeah, there's nothing. Yes. About it and the other thing I love about uh, the original Chainsaw Massacre and something I think they have gotten wrong in every sequel that has been made since then is they keep forgetting that Leatherface is not evil. He is not, um, he's not like, he's not like Jason or Michael or Freddie where he's out to kill. He's doing his job. Yeah. He has no, he's not even angry. He's almost goofy. He's like the picked on kid in the family. He's not, there to torture you he goes about his work very like hits him puts him in a cooler hangs him up on a meat hook for later you know there's no like they made his mask like angrier looking in future sequels and i was like that's not him <laughs> you know it's the wrong character blue so. guy who lost his job well, not really in the second <laughs> one, but... 
In the second one, he's goofy. The second one is goofy all around. I still enjoy it, but yeah, it's a goofy ass film. Well, I love it because of Bill Mosley. Oh, but I can't go wrong with Bill Mosley. Yeah, I I mean I kind of know Bill. I've interviewed him like a couple times, so I've like kind of got to know him, and he's, he's nice. Well. He's a he's sweetheart. Awesome. Yeah, I always thought he should have played Randall Flagg in the stand. Like I can never understand why Mick Garris didn't use him or when they just remade the stand again it's like he would make the perfect walking dude you know like he looks like the devil (laughs) (laughs) yeah he does (laughs) oh he's already played the devil i mean otis is like (laughs) yeah oh yeah the uh the original with some friends who had never seen it they've only seen later versions and so they were they were like (laughs) completely freaked out Especially my favorite scene when the chainsaw comes against uh, the really obnoxious guy in the wheelchair, and it's like the, the chainsaw is coming at you, and they split him in half, and right, but she, yeah. <laughs> like you do, like you do. Yeah, yeah uh, all those people were idiots in that movie, so it's like you kind of wanted to but see them die like, anyway. Every, but like that's every horror movie. It's always but, somebody has to be but, an idiot. No, but 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 here's the deal, though, and this is where I think we all get it wrong. They're not idiots. I, I don't know if you ever saw the show like Scare Tactics, where they play oh, I like love that show. That was crazy. Have you ever noticed that in that show, when people are in these real situations where they think they are living one of these like horror scenarios, they never do the right thing. They're running. They fall down. Mm-hmm. In reality, I think we all think, well, I would be together in that situation, and I would go pick up that axe, and I would do. And it's like. You would be scared out of your damn mind. You would fall down. You would mumble. You'd run back up the steps, like until you're in that situation of fear. I think it's hard to. I think a horror movie where everyone does exactly the right thing to get away, that would be the one I wouldn't believe. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's it's just harder and harder to find a reason like for these people to not leave the house, you know. And I, it's it's always interesting to watch how like you know you get around that trope, like. Oh, you know, like the uh, was it housebound where she had the bracelet because she couldn't leave. Um, she had like a you know. A yeah, poverty you know? will do it too. Poverty yeah. is the best thing. Yeah, like yeah. Poverty will keep you wherever you live, no matter what the situation. Or um, what is that um, Middle Eastern film? Um, oh man, was it under the? Let me. I have to look that up. But it's a woman that's like kind of trapped by society. There's a I think, oh, believe it's a, the shadows. Uh, that might be it. And there's a creature in the house, but when she leaves because of like her, uh, the society she lives in, they send her back home. Mm-hmm. I believe that is Under the Shadows. That's uh, a cool film. Mm-hmm. Under the Shadow, yeah, from 2016. It's a Persian language psychological horror film mm-hmm. written and directed by Iranian born. Um, I'm going to destroy that name, so I'm not even going to say it, but it was his directorial debut, so yeah. What's it, Under the Shadow? Under the Shadow, yeah. And I believe it's on Netflix, at least it was. I think it was on Shudder, too, I think. Shudder is the king. I love Joe Bob Briggs. Right, right. Oh, and Shudder just got The Dark and the Wicked, which was my favorite horror movie Oh, did get it? I've been waiting for it. Just showed up, yep. Okay. And it's fantastic. I I saw the movie, went home, and pre-ordered the Blu-ray. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I know what I'm watching when I'm done. 
<laughs> okay. Um, so what are your influences? All of Good. them. <laughs> when did you become like, you know, monster? Were you monster kids? Or when did you like fall in love with horror? Oh, no, I was terrified of everything when I was a little kid. I like the fact that I got into horror, you know, to the degree that I have is is shocking to me because I was scared of everything. Well, I was scared of people who are scared of everything need horror because it's like catharsis for us, you know? Yeah, I think, well, and I think ultimately that's where it, that's what happened. It was like, this is something, you know, somebody that has had lifelong anxiety. I think that embracing horror and finding a way to, um, you know, to utilize it in a lot of different, you know, for entertainment and then ultimately for my career, it went a long way in giving me that sense of control that people who have anxiety are lacking, you know, so. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I grew up a horror kid, like even talking to my dad, he's like, you know, from the youngest age, that's what you liked. If it was on, that's what you wanted to see. And I, I was scared by it as a little kid. You know, when I was real little, I'd end up sleeping in my parents' room and stuff like that. But um, luckily, my parents didn't put a lot of restrictions on me with, uh, you know, with that sort of thing because they knew I could handle it. And uh, I just loved it from the time I could. And yep, me too. I think that because I had, you know, I had, a, I had a stable home life and stuff like that. And I think that, like, I didn't have any real fear in my life. And so fear at that age was just fun. You know, it was it was the thrill of being on a roller coaster for me. Yeah. Like I wasn't worried about anything bad happening to me. I didn't know a lot about the world yet, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was yeah. I grew up a monster kid, but I grew up in the '60s, so it was kind of like the you know era of like eerie and creepy and vampirella and to Tomb of Dracula comics, and you know they showed Universal movie is you know a four o'clock movie they'd put on Frankenstein so like. You know, and the baby yeah. here was my, the, you know, TV. So <laughs> I saw that shit, you know, and just, right? I mean, it's it's a safe place in its weird way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's why I, you know, uh, when I said about the Lost Boys being one of my favorite, you know, my favorite horror movie, I think that that was the way that I eased myself in for real. Because I had seen a lot of horror movies before that, and I did not enjoy it. I mean, I thought they were good movies, but I was not having fun. I was very upset and not being able to sleep well. And so, yeah, that was my, um, yeah, I mean, because it, yeah. it was funny, you know, yeah. so it made me, and, you know, the one thing before that, talking about vampire movies when I was a kid, my other foray was um, Love at First Bite with George oh. Hamilton. <laughs> oh, yeah, I loved that movie when I was a kid, too. <laughs> so, this was the natural progression, I feel. Yeah, because like, we're all our- around the same age. Well, Hansie's a little older. Yeah, I'm way older than all of you. Yeah, it's funny, but because I got into horror so young, I don't like things like the Goonies now. Like, I can't stand it because I didn't like it when I was a kid because I I was like, I really like the Goonies now. Stuff like that. I was, even when I was a kid, I was like, this is like for kids. (laughs) You know, I was like, I was like, I was like, give me Michael Myers. This is boring. (laughs) Yeah, I was that that little guy. 
I started with like the real monsters, like you know Nessie and <laughs> right. and Bigfoot and stuff like that. I used to read about that, and my dad was like really into sci-fi and and horror and stuff too, like the classic, you know, Universal monsters, mm-hmm. like Dracula and stuff, like the original yeah. Bela Lugosi. Yeah, Dracula's an amazing book. I read it once a year, every year in October, and I have the annotated a- version, so it's got like all the little. Citations. I haven't read that in years. I I'm, should get a copy. I'm on Team Shelley on that one. <laughs> one of my very favorite books is Frankenstein. It's an amazing book. Yeah, it's beautiful. And, and it's wish- just once you know about her life, like I read, a, I, I'm kind of infatuated with her. And like once you read her, like like a biography on her, her life was so sad. And Frankenstein, the the book is her screaming at God, like page one to the end. You know, and it's, it's, it's heavy. It's heavy, especially after you read about her life. I wish there was a version that was closer to the book. I mean, there are a couple of books they've attempted it a couple of times. The De Niro is the closest, I think. That's my favorite version. Yeah. That got pretty close. Yeah. Exactly. Um, You know, when you're talking about like classic horror novels, one that I, I almost never hear people mention anymore, despite it being a classic, is um, Dr. Jekyll, Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That oh, yeah. one, like, I mean, I always knew the story and seen the, you know, adaptations and stuff, but just a few years ago, I sat down and read the book and I was just, I was blown away. I was like, this is such a good book. And Robert Louis Stevenson, you know, holy crap, yeah. you know. Yeah. But you know, you just, you associate him with like middle school reading, right. like, yeah. you know, so it's like, I never really gave it like a, a good fair shake as an adult. And I'm glad that I went back and did because it's become one of my favorite horror novels. Hmm. So we got like about 10 minutes left. So, um, really? What, wow. What I haven't asked any of my questions. <laughs> um, I need to do a two-parter just because I only tell have... me about your upcoming projects. Um. Uh, uh. Well, basically, like I was saying, uh, my new album for my project, my musical project, The Rain Within, is going to be called Horror Show. I'm working. The album's done. I'm getting uh working on album cover art right now, and then uh, my record label, Negative Games, going to put it out sometime this year. There is going to be a, a surprise release of a single, a cover tune I did coming out on a Bandcamp day in about, what is that, about 10 days, seven week away, something like that. Um, but then my album, those are the main two things I've got in the, in the oven right now. Okay. Is Hungry Like the Wolf going to be on there? No, that that's already, because that's already released. It's, you know, it's it's available everywhere. There's no point putting it on the album. so yeah the album there's a couple songs that have been released on my patreon but most of it's brand new material so okay donna how about you Um, i have well so i don't have release dates for anything yet because i'm but i am working on a new poetry collection um to follow up choking back the devil so um i'm about maybe halfway through the pieces for that so at some point that will come out and then um you know, we're, it's been a little slow going with the ego likeness material, but it's, it's still going to happen. We're at least going to be putting an EP together. 
Um, but Stephen has had some exciting news. Stoneburner just got signed to COP International. I saw Ooh. that. Congrats for Stephen. Yeah. And then his um, his illustrated version of Edgar Allan Poe's Mask of the Red Death is up for a Stoker Award for oh, that's uh, amazing. career achievement in a graphic novel. So Can I get that on your website? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will order awesome. it as soon as I get money again. Yeah, I can okay. send you if for some reason it's uh, our website is in poor condition right now. So if some reason it's not there, I'll send you the links for it. Okay, cool. Um, what uh, horror readers do you read? Andy and Donna, who do you like to read? Oh, go ahead. Well, uh, first off, I'll say this that my uh, because of like devices and social media, my attention span has gone straight to hell. So as much as I would like to say, like, I'm a voracious reader, all I can say is I used to be. I used to read all the time, like all the time. There was always a book I was like working through and like reading, you know, dozens of books a year. Now I, I, I can't focus. But as far as looking back, my favorite short story of all time is a beautiful ghost story called The Beckoning Fair One. And it's by an author named George Oliver. It is absolutely gorgeous. I love um, any horror by Joe Lansdale. Uh, <laughs> you know, I made a documentary Joe, about him, right? Uh, I have met Joe. He is the nicest. Can we cuss on here? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> okay, he's the nicest fucking guy ever, and I love his stuff. Um, and of course, like I said before, Mary Shelley kind of owns my heart like her writing not only for example but uh was it the last man is just gorgeous and it's like frankenstein how the book kind of at the beginning of the last man it's like this is a story about how my life went to hell everyone i know died and everything you know sucks and i like that sort of grim setting is like you've hooked me completely but definitely read that george oliver story if you get a chance it is absolutely beautiful so and it's a quick read yeah, I'm in the I'm in the same boat as as Andy with the I've not um I have not been reading a lot lately and I'm kind of ashamed of it but it's just my attention. <laughs> I think it's been really hard the last but, couple of years. I think it's a, a COVID thing. Yeah, well I've been everything thing. It's been awesome to work with a lot of really good horror poets, considering that's sort of the primary thing that I do is horror poetry. Um, Stephanie Wojtovich and Sarah Tantlinger and um, and then Gwendolyn Keist, who is actually a novelist. They are definitely three people to check out. Um, one of my favorite horror books that I've read in this, the past several years um, was Little Star by John Lindquist that wrote Let the Right One In. Oh, cool. Little Star. I, re I read that. Oh, God. Little Star is one of the most like just, I don't know, like, I I mean, I couldn't stop thinking about it for weeks and weeks after I read it. It's so good. Mm. So, I love I Let the Right One In. That was a Yeah, I love, I, I read Let, Let the Right One In. I didn't read Little Star, but. Yeah, if you have, if you can find the, you know, attention span, attention span long enough to do it. <laughs> I, know. I have so many books, like, on my shelf that I haven't read. And I, I put um, it on audio yeah. audiobooks. I mean. That's what Stephen uses. All I have the Sandman audiobook, and I like haven't been able to, and it, I haven't even had the attention span for that, yeah. and that's really sad because. Oh I man, my attention span's so bad. Don't be a, my attention span will be so bad. I'll be listening to a podcast and I'll be like, 
oh shit, I need to rewind 20 minutes because I was just yeah, thinking about to pizza toppings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't listen to podcasts <laughs> except mine. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> I try. I try. I mean, I just joined the, the network and I'm going to, you know, try and listen to, to my fellow you know, my fellow podcasters, but like, I, I, I really haven't listened to any others. Oh, there's some really good ones. Um, yeah. Oh no, I know there are. I mean, I've listened to a couple, but I'm going to listen to more. Yeah. Good move. Good move. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I have a lot of friends that run other podcasts, so. <laughs> yeah. I've just been watching like true crime and paranormal and horror documentaries like yeah. day after day after day. Like that's all I do is go through all of the different platforms and try to find bullshit to just because <laughs> watch horror movies. <laughs> you know, because I'm writing this book, I'm writing these, I'm writing this collection. So I feel like if I'm watching scary stuff or true right. crime stuff, I'm doing research, right? right. That Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's a ta- that's a t- your Netflix is a tax write off. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I was supposed to finish a werewolf article um, I don't, get, for the magazine uh, I write for Horoscope, and I don't know if I finished it in we time. We've less than a minute. Do you want to try to set up a second and keep going? or Are we going to run out of uh, Zoom time, though? Yeah, I don't have a paid account. Yeah, I don't need But either. I can do it another time. Like. Okay. Yeah, we could continue this at some point. I've yeah, I'm, okay. I'm totally down, but I think we only get like 45 minutes. Yeah, we got less than a minute now, so I just wanted to put that out there. But um, okay. you, sh- you should check out my Joe Lansdale documentary. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, it's called nice All guy. Popcorn King. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> nice. He's the best. But, okay. Um, yeah, so why don't we do this part one? Okay. And, okay. Um, we'll, uh, Missy will align us, and we can do uh, part two. Count me in. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Awesome. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Good night. All right. So this is part one of horror and music, and this is Misty signing off, and and we got Hansi here. <laughs> Hansi on the drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andy and Donna. Thanks for the pleasure. To you guys. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. 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 Hi, this is Doug Bradley, Pinhead from the Hellraiser movies, and you are listening to the Scream Sisters. And you better keep listening, or I will tear your soul apart.